featuring Diderio's proprietary NY steel wire and our impossibly thin protective coating, XS Electric lets you bend further and play longer with a sound that stays timeless. I'm John Bolger with Premier Guitar. We're in SR in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm with Jeff Hanna, founding member of the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, and Jamie Hanna, newest part of the, of the uh, Nitty Gritty Dirt <laughs> Band. And thank you so much for joining us today. Sure thing, John. Pleasure, man. Good to see you, man. Yeah, great seeing you both. Let's start talking about these guitars. I bought this from, uh, this is a 1955 J185, which is a, a model they only made like 800 of them, I think. Wow. Uh, they made them from 51, I think, to 58, perhaps. Oh. Something like that. Yeah, don't, yeah. Look, don't look it up. <laughs> but uh, I bought this from George Gruen the year after we did the Will the Circle Be Unbroken album. Wow. So I bought this in 72 or 73, wow. I think. Wow. So I've had this longer. The only guitar that I've owned, which I don't own anymore, is that guitar right there. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Which let's is Jamie's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you could probably tell the story better than I. I think it's a, well, six, a, I think it's a that's, that's 1964 D28. Yep. But all the all the good stuff on here was uh, was this previous? No. When I got this guitar, it was a it was a not messed up. <laughs> D, the, you know, George Groom would say it's boogered now. You know? <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it is, it was actually you know a lot of uh, there is this during that era in the 70s a lot of guys modified their stuff you know sure. and yeah this thing i mean i worked i worked in mccabe's guitar shop part-time in long beach california i unfortunately knew how to refinish a guitar so i, re <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> bad later bad jeff <laughs> but um this i bound the fingerboard and the headstock so really i mean this looks more like a i don't know like kind of like a d45 d41 martin uh and then refinished it and, and a few years later uh well back i don't know maybe mid-70s randy wood the great guitar builder mandolin builder did this abalone rosette oh wow and there was a guy in boulder named max Krimmel that was a banjo builder that did this inlay bit here too Fancy. so again you know it's we we just basically say it's a you know it's a hippied out martin which is great yeah i mean i kind of love it i mean it's binding oh, I binding it. on the headstock and God, it's so and cool. uh, eventually, I, we had I put these uh, Waverleys on it. Had the big funky uh, shallers, the gold shallers, sure. which were very they were they were functional. <laughs> they, they fit right in. <laughs> they yeah. fit right in. Come on, look at that Brazilian. That's all Brazilian. Oh, that Brazilian on the back is gorgeous. Wow, that's a really uh -oh. nice. Uh oh. <laughs> Oh, look at the ding. The ding. The ding. Who did that? I don't How remember. did that happen? I don't remember that ding. <laughs> Ooh, it's like doing it live on Antique Roadshow. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not worth as much as this. Really yeah. dropped it. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's an iconic part of country music history. This man. guitar is on the first Nitty Gritty Dirt Band album cover. Wow. Yeah. Gosh. You don't really see it like this. You see it more like... This. They, you sure. see the headstock. You, you see, see the, the headstock. The yeah. Headstock, yeah. Oh, how great! And I'm not playing it. I, my buddy Bruce Kunkel's playing it. Standing, yeah. standing on. We're all standing on a bulldozer. Uh. Dirt band, get it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dirt I'm just saying. Um, yeah. Yeah. Subtle. Yeah. <laughs> so the, yeah, these have been in our family since six. You know, since sixty. The dawn of history. Got, got that in sixty-five. God. And I've had this since seventy-three. So. Yeah, that's the guitar that raised you. 
<laughs> you know, uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, it was like my was the like the first real acoustic guitar. You know, it's a good Which, one to start with. Yeah, Man. it's oh, had yeah. some work done on it, but when I first got it, the action was like, right, builds your strength. Pull up. That's so great. That's so great. So obviously, you don't, you're not touring with these. Uh, no, and, no, no pickups in either yeah. of these. Have recorded with both of them quite yeah. a bit, though. Yeah, fabulous. And touring, Jamie, you were just saying you just got that that D18, right? I, yeah. I did. They're making them so well nowadays that they're really hard to pick a bad one. Yeah. But this one, um, I, I fell for this one just because of the grain. It looked a lot, it had that really wide grain, which is, I guess, not super duper common for Sitka, but it's not out of the ordinary. It can be all over the place. You right. Know. You still get that spruce sparkle, that, thing, that bear claw going on in there. But yeah, I mean, I love the way it sounds. That's a loud guitar. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the yeah. box. Yeah. Out of the box. Yeah. Wait till you, you know, wait till it's fifty-seven years old. Like that other one. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they're spraying on them nowadays, but you never. Feather know. light too. When I picked it up, there's like. Yeah. Mm, it's it's just under braced, under four pounds. Wow. Scalabrace. I think the pickup probably weighs more than the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You say what? So the pickup probably weighs more than the guitar. That's yeah. not true. Yeah. But. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, it's okay, the capo that's that makes it drop. Yeah. And and Jeff, what are you touring with live? Well, let me show you. Yeah. Perfect. Let's right. do that. Now, I just got this recently. This is a. It's a new guitar. Sorry. Day. Don't go away. Uh, <laughs> this yeah. is a. Uh, it's called an LG2 Western. It's oh, actually cool. Nathaniel Rateliff came up with this, this design. It's like a '50s LG2, with a country western neck on it. Oh, how cool. So instead of, usually a LG2 has a plain, no, no binding dots mm. and no little crown there. So it's like they yanked the neck off a Southern Jumbo or a Country Western and put it on here. It's got an Adirondack spruce top, which is really cool. And little guys Beautiful. like, you know, it's got, what I like about it is I've gotten to wear, you know, wear and tear on the joints. My shoulder doesn't like dreadnought guitars anymore. So reaching around. Like oh, right. That. So a little shallower body, smaller body is like, man, fits me, you know? Yeah. If I yeah. put a J200 on, I look like little Jimmy Dickens. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm hiding, I can hide behind the guitar. You know, the thanks, you know? All that. God bless him. I love you, Jimmy Dick. Jimmy yeah, Jimmy. that's great. Okay, so that's that's basically the, the, the live rig. That's the studio rig. Right. Now let's talk about your electric rigs. Absolutely. You want uh, to start with Jamie? Yeah, yeah, Jamie, let's start with your stuff. Okay, so Jamie, what do you got here? I have here a Duojet. It Very is cool. a 50, I think the 57 Duojet uh, with the uh, Alamo inlays. And um, has, I replaced the, the Dynasonics with the TV Jones Classics, oh. which are pretty low output, but they're humbuckers. Sure. So, um, and it's solid. It's it, you know. When I was with my last band, yeah, oh Gary Allen. Gary Allen. Yeah, I, I, I saw you all the time out with it. I, this was my main. Yeah. This was my main go-to. Yeah. Most ninety percent of the time. Yeah. And um, that was a loud rocking band. Too. It was. Yeah. Yeah, and it was fun. I played this through a, a Mesa Boogie half stack. Yeah. <laughs> at the, yeah. the time. Yeah, epic. And um, I've got the little Hare Krishna. Sticker on the back that my friend uh, in guitar tech Lee Dixon put on there. Very George Harrison of you. Well, I think George Harrison may have given it to him. He really? he, he teched for Clapton for thirty years. Because I I saw one of Harrison's guitars that had that right same place. Really? Yeah. I think the Clapton one he put up here on his three thirty five. Oh. So yeah, I've got that on there, and I've got my brother Christopher's decal here. That's beautiful. And um, yeah, this one's just my. Uh, it's one of the hammers for sure, and it looks cool because it has the Bigsby, best kind, <laughs> yeah. over the bridge. Yeah, I love that. So let's, yeah. Yeah, let's hear a little bit of that thing. Ooh, all right. Thank you. 
Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. Yeah, love it. Okay, so that that's kind of your main, uh, is that where it starts usually? This is not my main right now. Yeah. This one fills about 25% of the show. Okay. As far as electrics go. This yeah. is my, this is my main. So this, I actually found this uh, online when I was, when I had my duo with my cousin Jonathan. Yeah, when you guys were on DreamWorks. Yeah, yeah. it was DreamWorks and then Universal and then the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great, yeah, great. The Nashville though. way, right? Yeah, the Nashville way. So yeah. I found it online and I, um, I kind of fell in love with it just on the based on the color and the, the vibe of it. Um, I also wanted this pickup because it gives you that that Les Paul thing right in the neck position. And I, I bought it from um, a company in Chicago. It wasn't wasn't Music Exchange, but it was another another company. And I bought it, and I loved it, and uh, had it refretted, and it's just been awesome. It, it's just the tones are they run the gamut. You can get that telly-tone, you can get that get all kinds of different things going on. You got that, you know. Uh, So yeah, many there's voices. a lot of tones in there. God, what what year is this? Well, it's a '73 technically yeah. with the serial number, but um, the next '72 it was marketed as a '72, uh. <laughs> and I yeah, thought yeah, yeah. it's a birth year. Yeah, I'm giving away my age. Uh, that's great. That's and great. then I got it, and it's like, oh, it's a '73. But the pots, the neck, all a lot of the parts inside are, are '72. Sure, so just pull off the. Oh yeah, but yeah. Cal, yeah, you're right. That neck pickup is just a secret weapon. The Seth lover, man. Yeah, it's got its own it's thing. It's got that. It's got that. Just it's 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 big. Yeah. Right, yeah. and the two together is just amazing. You can do all kinds with it. So all is, kinds is that of where you live for the most part on on this one? You mean right here? Yeah, I mean no. On, on, I mean this guitar is this your main? This is my main one. It you know you can do. There's just a lot of like. There's a little. That's a little dirt right there. Yeah. But. Uh, and then you've got the hippy trippy kind of like. Right. You know. Uh, That's yeah. great. That's great, man. So, Jamie, amp-wise, okay, I remember seeing you with the, with the half stack. You're, right. You're uh, down <laughs> considerably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've downsized on the uh, on the amp. Yeah. But, uh, no, this is uh, one of the reissue deluxe reverb uh, drip edge that came out a few years ago and put a uh, Celestian Alnico oh, in it. Oh, yeah. And it, it sings. It's pretty yeah. great. Did it's it make great. a big difference when you changed speakers? It did. Yeah. And I'm not... I'm not a speaker nerd when yeah. it comes to that, but I could immediately tell. That's the Larry Carlton thing, I think. The deluxe with the uh, with the yeah. yeah, it's 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 great. I mean, if I have to go bigger, then I'll do a bigger amp. But for the most part, it it fits the bill for most everything. Yeah, I'm sure it keeps up fine with like this. But like that Gary Allen thing, that was loud. <laughs> <laughs> it was I can't loud. Stress how loud it, those it guys was were. it was loud yeah <laughs> and i and i actually had cool speakers in that as well but we don't need to did. get into that i mean i did kind of get into the speaker thing for a minute yeah and my locker will show you that <laughs> i got into it for a minute just for a minute though yeah yeah let's talk about your board here a little bit you don't have a ton of stuff no what? it's a big board yeah big board <laughs> not a ton of stuff you got your so your acoustic rig you're going into that the DI or into the Fishman into a yeah tell me what you're it's doing actually here. so 
I kind of designed this. I had help with uh, my friend Ryan Warner. Oh yeah. When we were with, when I was playing with Gary and. Um, sure. So, which reminds me of the Steve Warner uh, rundown. If you've not seen that, watch that. And you guys toured together forever. Yeah, with Gary. yeah, we did. It was a. He's a great guy, great player. Yeah, great. And he he hooked me up with uh, is it XTS right? They're uh, here in town. Yeah. And they built the board and. Um, I have a, this DI over here because the front of house guy didn't want any, any, you know, signal or any kind of messing with the signal. So that's just for guys who don't like this thing, the aura, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, right. which I like the aura, especially Aura's when I great. had ears. Um, oh, yeah. But uh, so that's, that's the, basically the acoustic uh, setup right there is a pedal DI, which if this goes out, They've always got that right yeah, there. Yeah, so the tuner into the Fishman and then done. Done. Okay, but but well, okay. So basically, you've got the you've got the Ernie Ball volume, and then Ernie Ball volume, yeah. Tuner out into the uh, the TC Electronics tuner, and then looks like you're hitting the Keeley compressor. The and that's yeah, and it's that's on sometimes, sure. Yeah. Um, and I've got this as a boost that the XTS equal oh, yeah. EQ. I keep my Tim on because oh, that the, so great. the Tim is pretty much the constant, right? You know, as far as uh, with the amp comes the Tim. Yeah, that's boy, that's really great for backline, right? So no matter what you plug into, it kind of sounds like you. It's really transparent. It's. Um, it just has the perfect amount of overdrive and sparkle, but it's it can also clean up really nice. Yeah. I, I mostly use it just on the main setting, which is the little blue light. I use the gain sometimes, the yeah. boost, if you will. Sure. Um, but that's on most of the time, unless I'm really trying to get super clean. Sure. In which case, I'll just you know use a compressor and maybe a little delay or something like that. Yeah. And then from there, looks like. God, what's next? And right now I've got this Archer over here. Oh, and that's great. another uh, Ryan Warner uh, gift. Oh, really? Yeah, he had two. He had a gold one and a silver one, and he gave me one. So I put it, I put it in the board. And Ryan's got two of everything. He has <laughs> he has an unbelievable collection. Yeah. His amp and pedal collection is. Oh, God, I know. I mean, it's such a, it's a thing, right? It's a thing. It's a, it's yeah. an addiction. It is. <laughs> Yeah, I got kids. I don't have to worry yeah. about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. And That's then right. I, I got this super badass MXR, which is it gives you it gives you that like you know if you're looking for that that um, if you need that. Just if you need that, just just to piss somebody off, <laughs> you know. Right. But, right. Uh, and that's that's a that's a nice versatile pedal too. Um, yeah, that's great. But yeah, I mean, between the Tim, the compressor, and the the M9 is great too. Paul uh, Allen actually turned me on to these. Oh really? Yeah, they're and great. And this is my second one. The first one kind of went kaput. High it mileage was a, though. You you do put a lot of miles. You do a lot. Put a lot of miles in them. A lot of stomping. A lot of stomping. Yeah, I know there are people that work on these that put better switches in them, but uh, I uh, I pretty much keep one thing on here. A couple of delays, verb. And maybe a chorus and tremolo, and yeah. it's just pretty much basic, basic. Yeah, lean and mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's fabulous. Well, I, I love your playing, man. It's, oh. it's yeah, it's it's killer. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you laughing about? <laughs> well, yeah, playing on film. You know, no, it's, it's not okay. So true story. So back like 30 years ago, when when. We were kids, and and uh, I was a I was an older kid, and you were a young kid. And you had long hair. I had long hair, as as did everybody. Yeah. Yeah, we were at, at the first tour. Yeah, Jimmy's actually teching for me, and it was so embarrassing because my tech was a way better guitar player uh, than me. Not and true. I'd be like, not true. Don't play my rig, man. Don't this guy play knows my how rig. to play, man. <laughs> I've seen him. Well, well, anyway, it's it's great yeah. seeing you, man. It's great to see you too, man. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk about your uh, let's talk about your bandmates rig now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jeff, we're now in electric land. Yes, we uh, are. Now, with the dirt band, you, I mean, from the beginning, you've played a lot of instruments. Well, yeah. I mean, there was a time when when our old buddy Jimmy Ibbotson was in the band that Jimmy Fadden, who's our current drummer and harmonica player, yeah. 
Doing um, double duty. It's he so does both. Cool. He plays like he's like if Bob Dylan was a drummer. Literally, <laughs> yeah. he plays a harp in a rack and plays on the beat with the drums and behind the beat on the harp. God, and I, sings. He's crazy. And does his crazy harp bends. Oh no! Like I don't know how no, he he's does. Br- he's super brilliant. Yeah, Jimmy yeah. Something. But Jimmy, uh, Jimmy and Ibby, the other Jimmy we call him maybe because not to confuse him, um, they both play lead guitar. I played drums. I played rhythm guitar and drums. And then I was like, I kept hearing stuff that I went, you know, there's this one little thing that they don't do. Yeah. And then Fadden's, meanwhile, giving me uh, electric guitar lessons, yeah. teaching me some lead licks. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it might be kind of fun. And they're like, yeah, go for it. So we all play drums and we all play lead guitar. God. So we had like this fire drill thing going on. It was right. really, it was really fun. Yeah, what a great band. So that I had to be yeah. just so much uh, fun. Thanks, man. Well, we still have fun. Yeah. Know? Which yeah. is why we're still doing this yeah. know, 100 years later. No end in sight. <laughs> no, no, no end in sight. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. Okay, so right now uh, you're on this Strat. Tell me about it. Well, this is my number one, and this guitar is like really just kind of an ordinary Strat. It's, a, it's an 89 neck. This used to have a, I, I have this uh, Ocean Turquoise 62 reissue, reissue Strat. Yeah. This neck came on that. Okay. And in, I wanted to get an Olympic white Strat, so in the mid-90s some point, I got this, but I didn't like the neck, so I took the neck off the other guitar, stuck it on here. So it's, here we go, it's a parts fender, folks. <laughs> and these are these Sumerian S, S Cobalt, Sumerian Cobalt noiseless pickups that Fender made for a while. Oh. They're really nothing boutique about them. They're just kind of quiet. Yeah. So, and I, there are a hundred times I was going to rip these out and put some cool pickups in it. Right. right. And everybody's like, no, it <laughs> sounds really good. So this is what I got. I got these little guys and they, you know, it's got that classic. I, oh. live, I live here all the time. Yeah. That's the perfect Strat sound. It's yeah. a, it's real Stratty, but it's great because you can. Sometimes in the show, I'll, I'll do that hip shot. I don't use this much anymore. I used to use it for one song, you know. Yeah. Right, but but I can do. I can get like a. Get like a cool, clean finger picking without the work of a, an acoustic. Sure. You know? Yeah. And then yeah. crank it up if I want to, you know, it's just. What's going on with the, with the nut on that? Oh, this is something my buddy Joe Glazer did. It's, it, they call it a shelf nut sometimes. It's basically, it's intonated. Yeah. Like that Buzzy Feetin. The Buzz Feetin thing. Buzz yeah. Feetin thing, yeah. So it sounds, you know, the, I mean, it's still out of tune, isn't it? <laughs> it's an electric guitar. Yeah, I, I, yeah that's as close the as we ever get. It's pretty close, but to be able to get all three first, you know, first position chords are kind of a bitch with a B, chord, a B string. You know, sure. like, get rid of that B string. It'd be so <laughs> yeah. cool, you know? But it's mostly in tune. That's classic Strat, and then you throw the Tim in, and Jamie has a Tim as well. As oh yeah, know. yeah. And but I had mine first, <laughs> and I should say, but before I had mine, James Pennebaker, our buddy James Pennebaker, oh, yeah, play, was at Fender for years and played in Delbert McClinton's band. Yeah, great musician. Said, man, I got this pedal that makes every amp sound better. And I'm like, oh come on, yeah, it sounds like a, that sounds like a pitch. He has nothing to do with these. Yeah, he just said, he, he encouraged me to reach out to Paul Cochran and get one of these, and man. Same deal. It's like. Right. Yeah. You know, it really, it's, it is the most ampy sounding, you know, pedal. It's, that's the thing, you know, I mean, when I, again, back in my day, (laughs) when I, when I, when I started, this is strange. I don't know if you can move the camera over here or not, but when I started, I had that amp right there. Oh, you know what? Let me just roll this. Yeah, roll over that here. sucker over here. So this is a what, like sixty-four ish? It's a sixty-five. Sixty-five. Okay. When when I started uh, playing lead guitar, first I had a Tweed Deluxe, and that went. You know, I traded that to a guy for some other stuff. But uh, my buddy Bernie Ledden, who was an original member of the Eagles, sure. Um, he said, "Man, the Blackface Deluxe amps are so great." And I found this thing 
it cost me 65 bucks. <laughs> Back in like, you know, 75 maybe, 74. Yeah. And that thing on a chair with a mic in front of it, you know, that was it. And I had, we were using PV amps. I'm looking there, well, they aren't there. <laughs> but PV, Hartley PV was really generous to us and built us some great amps. We had that big kind of wall of, uh, like natural finish cabinets. Oh yeah, like yeah. oak cabinets, like like uh, Marshall Tucker had. Those, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think it kind of started with uh, probably started with the Grateful Dead. Sure. With those giant PA system looking things. Yeah. So I played through a bunch of them as well, but I, I there was something about this little guy which I recorded with, that just, you know, but I never, I think the point I was trying to get to, which always takes me a while, uh, I never used any pedals, you know. And really I, fi just... I finally found a little, uh, yeah, the, the pedal kind of technology back then, you know, there's always great wah-wah pedals, but yeah, I yeah. wasn't a wah-wah guy. Yeah. And the first distortion pedal I ever found that was really good was the MXR Distortion Plus. Yeah, used right. one, Used one of those for a while, but I didn't care if I could clean the sound up. I just right. like, this guy turned up, I was playing a Les Paul a lot back then. Oh, yeah. And then I had, a, uh, I had a, a, another parts fender, it was a... 63 body with a 58 neck Strat, and I switched to that. I just like slowly but surely found my way into Strat land. I found them to be a little more versatile yeah. for what I wanted to do. But again, straight in, I had a funny little kind of a knockoff of a, uh, I can't remember who even made it, but it was kind of an Echoplex, but it had, rather than the little open reel tapes, it had a cassette that you stuck in there. Really? I had a Univox or somebody, I huh. can't remember, but that gave me a little bit of that that stuff, you know. Yeah, well actually, let's, let's before we cover the rest of the guitar, since we're sure, kind of talking we, about effects, let's... Let's move this out of here. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Good, and pay no attention to that 65 yeah, that Deluxe. That going over yeah. here. All right. Yeah, as long as we're talking about it, what are you running here effects-wise? Well, that thing that you just heard there, that's a Keeley Mag Echo. Yeah, so I, I love Keeley stuff. Oh man, Robert is so, so talented, man. So and great. I, I've been using his stuff for about 10 years. Uh, this is a this is a Keeley Mag Echo, which is sort of their mag being magnetic tape. You know, yeah. you can you can actually tweak in distortion and and wow and flutter in those things. Right. I, I kind of run it straight up, really bulletproof, great sound. You know, just like whoop. Dig that. That's on a lot. Um, yeah, that's great. This. Uh, this guy here is the... Uh, oh, yeah, the Boss Tremolo. Did he mod that? That's a Keeley modded uh, TR2 The as well. blue light gave it away. Yeah, and he, well, what he does is he gives you... There's an, uh, there's an extra uh, function to the, uh, the level, so you can match... It's easier to match your bypass level with that pedal oh. than it was from the factory. Right, right. Yeah, the factory ones had that kind of glitch where you'd, where you'd lose some Yeah, you'd yeah. lose a little level with it, so you yeah. have to add another, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. This guy, which I don't use a lot, but I really like it, my buddy Guthrie Trapp, who's one of the great guitarists great. ever. And, uh, we have a rig rundown on him, so man, he's check so, that he's out. Man, he's so great. He designed this pedal with uh, the J Rocket guys. Okay, yeah. And who make the uh, Archer, as a matter of right. fact, I believe. But this thing is really a smooth. That's a little dirtier than I most than I need most of the time. But yeah. sometimes I'm just like, hey, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me a little. Let's you know, go dirty. Yeah, let's go dirty. It, that definitely does that. Yeah, that's it's great. great. Really, really. For guys that like com compression a little more than I do, that's a great pedal. Yeah. I and mean, I'd highly recommend that thing. Yeah, it really sings. And then the next one is what? Is that? Uh, Keely Katana Boost. Oh, yeah. You know, clean boost. I don't know if it's. Just does that. Let me see if it needs to go up just a little bit. So. A lot of times, if I want to, again, back to that sort of cleaner strat sound. But you can hear the detail it has. Yeah. It's 
a little bit of shimmer again the really transparent pedal but i like pairing that with this so if i'm i'm a little loud but it's kind of fun isn't it then you add just oh, a yeah. little more a little more you know it's just a little more hair on it sure know? yeah that's um, great and it's real pragmatic approach that Keeley does having that knob there you can actually see you know a, a guitar volume knob you sort of know where it's it is. cool and then yeah. you know there's a little secret bit in there too oh is, really is that yeah which I never use kids don't try this at home <laughs> but this pedal has like a it's got a little built-in boost you pull the sucker out oh If you really want to make your bandmates angry, oh, yeah. I don't have to do that to make my bandmates angry. <laughs> no, yeah, that's really, I mean, this is, I always like to say, I know so many acoustic guitar players that have a bigger rig than this, you know, yeah, more, a, right. more, a more involved pedal board, but less is really more for me. Plus, you know, I'm singing and talking and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't want to have to fool around do the pedal dance much right because right. i can i can stick step on stuff accidentally and i'm like what just happened you know <laughs> i step on the guthrie like <laughs> yeah it's pretty disorienting when you step on a loud pedal it's you know, really yeah. like what just how long i've been out yeah <laughs> uh, that's great okay modest pedal board and for your acoustic you're running through the fishman same same as yeah the, the fishman aura which yeah. is a modeling pedal you know so, so essentially this has images of uh, a variety of guitars, you know, right, orchestra, right. Um, dreadnought, uh, you know, uh, like a, a parlor sized guitar. Yeah. So you just dial it in to the body shape of your guitar. And I, I run it with about half pickup and half that, oh. sometimes two thirds pickup. Oh, I didn't realize but it you just gives it kind oh, of choose. There's That's a blend, great. there's a blend, yeah. Cool. And I just got something else, can I show you? Yeah. I gotta go grab it here. Hold yeah, on. yeah, of course. Our friends at LR Bags uh, came out with this last year, I believe, it's the, it's the voice print deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what this little guy does, I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's a ham. <laughs> no, this, <laughs> this guy is, uh, you record, you take your iPhone and you record your acoustic with your iPhone wow. in a in a very sort of detailed conceptual way that they there's a video that accompanies it. So you put that image into here and wow. then you blend it with this little uh, voice. So the the so far I like this a lot. I've not tried it out on the road a lot, but yeah. my, my buddy Trey Hensley, who's a really great acoustic guitar player, our friend Daniel Donato as well. Oh yeah. Those guys were opening for us last year, and they they were both playing big box Martins like Jamie's D18. Yeah, and I'm like, where's the microphone? And they were like, no, man, this is dude, this is wow. this little this little voice print pedal. So the technology is catching up. I mean, I will say, as a guy that started on acoustic guitar and always like. I was such a snob about it. I didn't even want an electric guitar until right. I got one. And then I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that's loud. <laughs> but electrics, you know, it's always been, the, the technology for electrics and amps has always been kind of been there, right? Sure. Same old deal, just turn it up. Yeah. Um, with acoustics, it's like put a mic on it, put a mic inside of it, you know, put all this stuff. And you can get a pickup that, you know, for it's been a long time since Ovation came out with a really great, Piezo pickup, yeah. you know, that didn't feed back and it sounds great, but it doesn't quite sound like, yeah. you know, when you got the phones on in the studio right. and that amazing sound that you're hearing back in there. Yeah. This is getting close, well. you know. So I love this, you know. I can't, I mean, again, the Fishman's great. This thing, I'm all about this. I can't wait to go out and, you know, put this through the PA. So yeah. It sounds like. Very cool. Thanks, man. Let's now let's talk about some of the other uh, electrics here. Here I'm going to put sure. this on standby. I yep. think I'll grab this for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, okay, the Les Paul. Great. Oops, a sorry. Les. Yeah. A Les Paul. Yep. This is yeah. This is a. Uh, yeah. Tell me about that. That is such a light guitar. I love that. You know, and it's not uh, the the custom shop back in 2004. They did a series. I think they were around till about 2006 or seven called the Cloud Nine. Remember that? I don't. Well, they, they, the nine was for 59. Uh, it was like a, based on a, a 
a 50, an R9, Les Paul, you yeah. know, from the custom shop. Um, and they, this isn't one of them, but they were chambered, so you couldn't see the F-holes, yeah. but they were, they were hollowed out. I, uh, but they sound a little bit more like a 335 and a little, you know, they don't quite have that Les Paul thing going oh. on. This guitar, um, they did a run of uh, a thing called the Collector's Choice a few years ago. Oh, sure, yeah. A bunch of guitars. They yeah. They Joe Walsh's and, you know. Right. Um, All yeah. those iconic yeah, yeah. celebrity-owned. Yeah, and, and some great collector's guitars. Charlie Daughtry's Nicky, which is an iconic flame. Great one, Charlie. Great guy. Yeah. And he's got quite the collection. But this is like, you know, it's a Les Paul. These are uh, Ron Ellis pickups oh. here, which I really love. I don't know if you about, know about Ron's stuff. Leroy Parnell turned me on to this. Uh, when they did a, a, a Leroy Parnell model gold top, I believe, initially, he said, man, you got to check these out. And again, PAF, boutique PAF pickups, you know, there's a lot of them oh, out there. They're, yeah, everybody's and they're in the And they all claim to be the deal. The one, right? Yeah. Well, these, I think it's all about like, you know, it's like what speaks to you. I mean, this, these might not, in a shootout, sound just like a, a set of 59 PAFs. Yeah. But they sound really good to me. And they're glassy. And, you know, he's got that... That's with no distortion. I mean, yeah, that's great. When you add a little, oh, that's great. And the neck pickup's good, and that—that's always a challenge because the neck pickup on a Paul can get really muddy. Yeah, but these are. Yeah, that's true. It's like to. Somebody told me a long time ago that I—I think it was I read an article. Uh, interview with Dwayne Betts, Dickie's son, you yeah. know, and he said, you know, dad always lived on this, and Dickie, one of my favorite guitar players ever. Oh, man. Uh, he always lived in the middle position, so you get that, you get that, that, you know, with that, right. go to the, go to the bridge. I mean, I don't think I ever used a net neck pickup till I'd had my first Les Paul for, I had it for five years and I went, oh, what's that do? Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, right. But the guys that are good at it, I really admire. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Anyways, these are great guitars, man. I think, you know, I think if I, you know, you're running back into the house, the, the burning house, I would probably grab the Strat first just because I know that I can, you know, do that all day long. Yeah. The Les Paul's a, a little bit more of a designated hitter for me. You sure. Know, you know, but it can, you know, it can get you on base. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and then you've got, you've got this. You're just, you said, yeah. this is just uh, like a one-trick pony, right? That's a one-trick pony. And I will say that that guitar is a, that's a 2017. 2017. This guitar is from the 90s. Excuse me. This guitar is from the 90s. It's a, a Korean-built Dan Electro reissue. It's a U2, right? Yeah. Which is, that was the model, not the band. Yeah. I love the band as well, but <laughs> we'll do a show, and all these guitars that I'm really proud of, like my Les Paul and my uh, Duo Jet or my Strat or whatever, acoustics, but people are always asking questions about, where'd you get that? <laughs> that, that weird, really low sort of cream-colored guitar, and it's like, you know, it's like Cafe Olay color. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's just got this funky. Yeah, how inspiring. Especially with a little tremolo on it, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, fabulous. And you can hear it without, a, without the amp, too. Yeah, it's amazing how These are great. It is. And I mean, this, this guitar cost me, I think, 126 bucks or something. <laughs> so, I mean, that was new. Oh. No, really. I mean, they're great. They, they're still making these Dan Electro reissues, are really cool. But I love this one. It's just, you know, 
I think I bought it to like, which I've done this for a, little, a ton of guitars over the years. I need a guitar to play slide on. Yeah. So I never play slide on this. <laughs> but the open tuning bit is cool and talk oh, about light. Try yeah, nothing. that's yeah, that's great. Now, oh yeah, there's nothing. There's there. nothing in there. It's for Micah, you know. It's like, where do you keep your silverware and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> hey, and amp wise. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about this. So this is. Peter Stroud's company, right? That's Peter Stroud's company, yes. So this is a 65 Soho model. Peter Stroud and our friend Dan Boole got together and started the 65 amp company back in, how long has it been? Has it Probably been? like 15 years ago. About 15 years ago, yeah. I yeah. want to say the early aughts, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I've had this, I bet I've had this amp, I don't know, 2007 or 2006, wow. you know. I, uh, I was using... You know, again, going back to the PV amps, which were great and they still are, but I was using a PV uh, vintage, uh, I guess it was a 410 vintage, right? Yeah. And we had a backline gig and they brought in a Fender basement reissue and I kind of went, yeah, I kind of like that, yeah. you know? And I started on that and then we had another backline gig and a matchless showed up and i like, I really like that. <laughs> What's so different? And somebody said, well, it's kind of a, a AC30 thing. Yeah. And at another backline gig, yeah, a lot of gigs where my amps didn't make it, yeah. you know, uh, and it was a British reissue AC30, uh, one of the ones that didn't, you know, start flaming out in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. And man, right. that sounded so good. So I started doing research, and I, I didn't, wasn't crazy at that point about the Voxes they were making during that era. This is probably 10 years ago. And, uh, well, no, before I got this, so... 2005, let's call it. And I started doing research and I started talking to a bunch of guys around town and, and they were like, man, you gotta talk to Dan Boole. Uh, and they gave me Dan's number and said, check this out, it's kind of an AC30 platform, right? And I got this, he sent me this thing and A, that's the coolest looking amp. Oh right? yeah, I love it. I love it too and it's, it's so groovy and I love these like vents and you know. <laughs> I know. So this is a 20 watt head, which is way enough. I mean, as you can see, I'm on like two right yeah. now. Um, ton of headroom, really great. But it also, it's, it's a 212 cab, but because of our, you know, the level we play on stage is not Gary Allen level. Yeah. It's yeah. not even <laughs> 1970s nitty gritty dirt band level, you know, yeah. um, or 1990 level when I was playing through those big PVs. This thing, uh, has two 12s in it. It's got a, a, a blue Celestian and it's got a, a, a Celestian Heritage Gold. You know oh. those? Beautiful. Great yeah. speakers. That's what that guy is. The Celestian Blue over here, which I turn on like once again when the Banley stage, I'm like, there's a little uh, uh, ohm load switch on the back that oh. Todd Sharp put in there and it also turns the speakers from 112 to 212. Oh, that's great. Yeah, but you have to shift the homage, you know. But gosh, that thing. So I, this is really kind of like a deluxe. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's a 20, 20 watt amp with 112, but it's a, you know, bold. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Now, the, okay, so this is all great, but I know that you brought uh, like that very special guitar. I did. I, I should, should, should we do the big reveal? I want to see this thing. Okay, all right. <laughs> Okay, so Jeff, this is your iconic 1960 Les Paul. Yes, uh, it is. Yeah. That's what I hear. Well, yeah. Tell me about when you got it. Tell me about the whole crazy journey. I, uh, well, it, we, a long time ago, 1967, uh, the guy that was managing us, a guy named Bill McEwen, managed a band called The Hourglass, which was Greg and Dwayne Allman. Sure. So I got to know those guys really well. In fact, I think Greg was, I think Dwayne was the first guitarist I ever heard that really was like, whoa. Right. Yeah, especially like in a room, you know. Yeah. I didn't see Jeff Beck this close, you yeah. know. But we'd sit around and play and I'm like, dang. Yeah. It just gave my, I got, went from that, got to play an acoustic guitar thing to like, I think I need something like that. <laughs> and he was playing a telly uh, with a Strat neck on it back then. Oh, that's he hadn't right. gotten into the Les Pauls. Uh, years later, um, I had a couple, I had a TV Junior and some other guitars, uh, but I didn't have a, uh, like a, a full Les Paul, two pickup Les Paul yeah. yet. And we, uh, I had a custom, I had a 56 custom that I bought in Denver. Great guitar. Great guitar. And 
I went to see, this is the only time I saw the original lineup of the Almond, of the Almond Brothers, uh, and it was, uh, I think it was Mississippi State University. We had a day off. I, my memory is not totally working on this. I thought we opened for them, but I can't find anything to document that. Sure. But Jimmy and I and the other Jimmy, Ibby, went to see them play and sat in the front row and just like. Right. And they were loud and the best kind of loud. You oh, know? yeah, yeah. And I hung out with Dwayne afterwards. And he's like, hey, my nickname was Duffy back then. That was my childhood nickname. Hey, Duffy, how you doing? I'm like, hey, man. I said, man, that's a beautiful guitar because he had, I don't think he had the Dark Burst. I think he got that in June. This is 1971. So this would be the, we the, play with them like the Sunburst. The, the first Sunburst, though. Yeah. Uh, that he after played, the Gold Top. Yeah. After the Gold Top. Not the last one. Yeah. You know, uh, gorgeous guitar. All of them. Yeah. Just amazing, iconic guitars. But I was admiring because they all, his first sunburst had a beautiful grain on as well. And I always love, you know, maybe it's because of acoustic guitars, but I always love the way they looked. Right. You know, that gorgeous maple. Uh, and I said, that's really cool. I said, yeah, I got a Les Paul. And she said, what'd you get? And I said, well, I've got this, uh, you know, black custom. It's a 56. It's great. He says, yeah, those are fine, man. He says, but you got to get a guitar with humbucking pickups. <laughs> I said, what's a humbucking? And he said, he said, humbucking. And I went, oh, okay. So I, I bought a set of brand new humbuckers and put them in the 56 to put P90s out. <laughs> so I know. And I played that guitar for a while. And a, a couple years later, I met a guy that was playing a club in Colorado. And he had this. And I said, man you be into selling that thing? He said, yeah, I like it. I've been playing it a couple of years. And he wasn't crazy about it, though. Uh, you know, I'm getting the wheels are turning. Because you never saw him. Right. Back then, you saw him more often than now. But uh, so I said, well, I got a custom. I brought it down to him, and it had the humbuckers in it. He said, do you still have the P90s? I said, yeah. And he says, you put them back in there, and I'll think about trading you. We'll figure out. We'll work out a deal. So I took, it, I took it back to a luthier friend, my friend John Graven, who was a great guitar builder. He used to work for Gruen. Uh, he, he put the P90s back in it, and then I showed up with the P90s and a twin, a Tweed Deluxe amp. A Tweed Deluxe, not a twin. Yeah. Uh, but, and the guy said, done. I'll trade you. So, and at the time, honest, honestly, the custom was worth just a little more than the Sunburst. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Because it was the fanciest Les Paul yeah. you could get. Well, and back then they were, they were used guitars. They weren't like this. They weren't they the Holy were Grail yet. They were used guitars. They were not, the word vintage didn't, didn't go with anything. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Wine, maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which right. I didn't care about either. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I got this and I. Now, I was it already kind of that honey burst? I imagined, I thought I saw old, old dirt band pictures where it was it had some red in it. I had a red one as well. Oh, okay. You know, so I not you know embarrassment of riches. I got this and I played it for a while, but I couldn't keep it in tune. Oddly, it's just guitars. There's a mojo with every guitar, sure. right? So I wanted to get another one, and I was. Uh, I know this is stupid. This is this is time machine and a bag of cash, <laughs> right? I wish I had a time machine. And a bag of cash. So we were playing in the D.C. area, and I was looking through the paper one day because there are no guitar stores really to go to. It's like Les Paul, eight hundred bucks, nineteen sixty Les Paul. And I went, mm, you know, what could that be? So I called the guy up, and he said, Yeah, I'll, uh, I got it over here. I met him as an apartment. He, it had a repaired headstock kind of funkily, funkily repaired, funkily? Funkily. <laughs> Roughly. Yeah. Uh, but man, it sounded really good. So, you know, I was like, ah, I gotta get some cash. So got, got 800 bucks, gave it to him. I play that guitar all the time. Yeah. And that must be the one I saw. Cause it had a, a true and it had, it had a very different, very red. It was that midway through 1960, they quit using the same kind of aniline dye. It might've been the filler. I'm yeah. sorry, this is geeky guitar stuff. But we hey, love geeky guitar stuff. This is where stuff. we live, right? Yeah, we're, yeah. So the, the late 60s, which usually also had like the uh, uh, reflector knobs. Yeah. So they had the little, you know, they weren't the regular. They were the bonnet shape, but uh, top hats. And, uh, but otherwise, the same thing. Skinny, this is a really skinny neck. Yeah. Uh, and I like that because I got little paws. So uh, I got the guitar, played it all the time. 
and I, I had them both out on the road for a while. God, could you then, imagine you know, touring with two yeah, 1960 Les Walls? I know, and I, I, I was, uh, you know, I, my, my first wife, Jamie's mom, and I b wanted to buy this house in Evergreen, Colorado, and it was like first, first house, you know, it yeah. wasn't a rental, and I really needed a thousand bucks, so I sold the red one to George Gruen for a grand. You know, yeah. I needed that money like next week we want to close on it. You know? Yeah. So, and about two months later, I'm touring with this guitar and it got stolen. Oh, no. Yeah. And it's too long a story to tell, but I got it back, obviously. Yeah. And that was it. I've never, I've used it in the studio some, but never toured with it yeah. for obvious reasons, you know. And Gibson did a re... 2015. Did, yeah, yeah, did this... Oh, the Jamie's holding right now. Yep, it's a collector's choice number 33. Now, get, I want to see these two together. Oh, yeah. How close are they? Well, I mean, like blind. It depends on how blind you hold Blind taste test. Can you? Well, depends on how you, you hold them, really. They be quiet. You walk away, and the sustain is don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, it's got the tag on it. Uh, I know, we're going to go there. All these little dings, uh, the folks at the custom shop copied. Uh, our buddy Mitch, I think, it's Mitch that did this, uh, one of Tom Murphy's main guys. Yeah. Copied uh, that, you missed, that ding, you missed this one. ding. <laughs> I know, right? And they, literally, they, they had this guitar for about five months and scanned it. I mean, CT scan, all yeah. this stuff, mapping, computer mapping. And they came up with that. I mean, and they, it's, they really nailed it. It's gorgeous. I mean, Let's see the back. Wow, that's... It's Look at that. Close. Yeah. Wow. See the little, yeah, the little the, buckle yeah. rash right there. You got the little there. dinghy there. Yeah, the dinghy, yeah. right. But it's great. And years ago, I had given Jamie another Les Paul that my friend John Graven built for me. Actually, when this guitar got stolen, um, I, I didn't play. I, the, the Les Pauls of that era, I wasn't a fan of. Sure. It was the Chicago music era. Right? Yeah, yeah. Is that right? Yeah, the deluxes and yeah, and yeah they weren't they were, even making a full humbucker at the time. Right, they had the minis, right? Yeah. And they're you know they're very collectible now, of course, because yeah. they're all old. Pancake body, yeah, right. whole pancake body, day. right? Oh, yeah. But they're real yeah. heavy, yeah. and I just they they didn't speak to me. So John said, "I'll build you one." So he did, and I got this great guitar that also Jamie owns now. Uh, this, this great own guitars that this, he doesn't want anymore. <laughs> so yes, I do. You know, and, and, and if we had the time, I'd get that up. But you know, yeah. great carb maple top, same deal. Yeah. And again, back then, PAF pickups, real ones. You know, I bought a guitar and just poached them. Sure. Uh, put some new ones in the guitar and sold it. Are but those? Are those PAFs? Those are real PAFs. Wow. So Th these were what was in the Graven. Oh, really? These are what was in the grave. And when he got this, I was like, man. You got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> I just need to do the, the, the caps now. And yeah. honestly, yeah, you do. Because you do the caps now. Uh, uh, yeah, caps. and Gibson's, the caps, the caps. G Gibson's latest version of the Bumblebees are really good. Yeah. I mean, they're, oh, they're doing amazing they're, work. They're constantly up in their game. You know, yeah. The Murphy Lab is amazing. Yeah. Matt Kohler over there is really great. Yeah, uh, that's a great team. Of it's a great team, you know. Huh. Um, but... Yeah, these are, I played that. Um, we did a 50th anniversary special that P, for PBS yeah. called Circling Back, and I played that guitar on a couple of tunes, and man, I just loved that thing. Yeah, that's so cool. Wow. Well, Jeff, Jamie, it's such such an honor to just hang with you both. Man, I can't thank really you fun, enough. John. Thanks, Pleasure, buddy. Man. Yeah. Y'all, till next time. <laughs>